John. This is Joe. And you're back at Ubaldi Brief. So, John, we got a good, we had a good, or there was a good weekend going on. CPAC, I, I, I heard about CPAC. I actually, I heard, this is the first time I've heard of CPAC. No, I've heard of CPAC is every year. They just regionalize it to different areas. I think last year, I think it was in Washington, D.C., this year, it just happens to be in Orlando because I think without knowing for sure, because Florida has more of an open economy. Than- yeah, I would think that maybe Texas, but Texas had a little bit of a freeze over. Yeah, but they plan this way in advance because you're bringing all the concern. I mean, CPAC, just for our listener standpoint, stands for Conservative Political Action Committee. Okay. So you're getting all the conservatives from all over the country coming down and Florida just had, I think it's just shot in the dark. Florida got it. Maybe there were some alternative motives. I don't know, but Florida got it. They were, Trump was touting unity. Okay, so Trump did mention a lot about election fraud, which I'm still kind of, I think he should let it go just because it makes him look a little like a sore loser. But no, I would agree. He should let the election fraud go, but I think he still should talk about, and this is big in the news, but he should talk about what the governors did. Yeah. unilaterally making choices. You should talk about what Facebook and the, the tech companies did to suppress stories. You yep. should talk about the media. And then what he should do, and I'm gonna, I wrote an article about this. It gets published this week that think about this. What would happen if Trump allies in the Congress would have sent a letter to all the tech companies, all the cable providers telling them why are you hosting Fox News, One American News, and other conservative outlets on your platforms? Flip it a little bit. MSNBC, CNN, ABC, you know, Trump did that. Beyond that, then the House-controlled Energy and Commerce Committee held hearings admonishing why are they still carrying these networks and these conservative programs on their platforms. Now, yeah. if that would have been a, re- a Republican Congress with a Republican committee, there would have been housed at the highest mountaintop. Yeah. But yet the media didn't say anything about that. Yeah. And it's, I think we've mentioned this before. It's just, I don't know why the media is not looking out for the best interest because it's not just, it's okay right now, but eventually it could be them. And then it's silencing them. And then they're holding their hands up. Whoa, what about this First Amendment thing? It's almost like they're not going to react until it's actually affecting them. Well, exactly. Eric Holder went after and conducted illegal surveillance off the Associated Press. And then James Rosen, who then worked at Fox News. So where was the media outrage then? It just seems like they're all about free speech and free press. But when, Don, when it goes against Donald Trump, all bets are off. At the end of the speech, he was hinting a little bit or saying, I don't know, someone's going to, someone might be running again for 2024, kind of, aren't they just, is it, aren't they just going to pull the same stuff that they just did this previous election? They probably would, unless they're stopped. But for Trump to run in 2024, I know it's new. He just lost the election. We got a new president for the past month and some change. I would wait until after 2022 to see where we're at, to see mm-hmm. where the country's at. But he did say he's not going to start a new party, which I believe is very dubious at best. 
The last time a new party came out was in the mid-19th century when the Whigs went out and the Republicans, and this was all over slavery, and the Republicans took the mantle on some of that stuff. Remember the Tea Party? Was that just like an offshoot of of like a conservative? That was just an offshoot of it was a conservative movement inside the Republican Party. And I think he did say that how... If he did run as a third party, how would it be damaging to the Republicans? He just, I think he's just, and we, and Ted Cruz mentioned it a little bit. He's just revamping the Republican Party. The Republican Party used to be like these billionaires and these guys concerned about their money. And it's, you know, like you said, it turned into like a blue or how Ted Cruz has mentioned, it's turning more of a blue collar middle America kind of. Well, it has, because when I was a kid, the Republican parties was the Wall Street, big business, country club. Now it's the party of blue collar, those who work with their hands, mechanics, iron workers, anybody that doesn't have a college education, typically is going to be a Republican. And Donald Trump just and he caters to that, that voting demographic. Because if you noticed, the first official act Joe Biden did was cancel the Keystone XL pipeline. Who does that hurt? The blue collar worker, which used to be the party of the Democratic Party. not. And then you also mentioned how he has been talking to the president of Mexico about letting, you said, 800,000. He did say that, but I haven't chance to, I'm trying to figure out what was the final resolution on that. What they're doing is they're ending a lot of the Trump policies that secured the border beyond just the wall. If a migrant wants to come here, they would have to wait inside Mexico. Mexico is doing its thing. And what people need to understand, the reason why Mexico has never wanted to fix the immigration issue is the second leading revenue source outside of oil for Mexico is remittance of money coming from immigrants inside America sending money back. Yeah. So when they passed the stimulus, like in California, I think it's $7.9 billion. They added in stimulus checks for illegal immigrants. So we are going to go into the, the stimulus briefly, but let's just say, okay, when you get your $1,400 check, what are you going to do with it? I'm going to, one, pay off some debt, and the rest of it's going to go in the bank to cover some bills I'm going to have for this month. Okay, and what is that actually going to be stimulating? It's not. Okay. Now, I am just going to save it. I'm going to take that money along with my tax money. I'm going to put it into a savings account. And whether I put it in a low interest savings or if I put it in an investment account, it's just going to do that. And what do you think that's stimulating? It's not. And that's the problem. Every stimulus check, when they have done it by the government, when, when Bush did well, first of all, when Gerald Ford did it, it didn't stimulate the economy. George Bush Jr. did it. Obama tried it. It doesn't work. People either hold on to it or they pay debt. Now, if these illegal immigrants get this check, what are they going to do with it? That's the question. Do they Are they going to send it back to their families inside Mexico? And so then- it's not going to stimulate the economy. What you need to do, and I was watching something on a news program this, this evening, you want to jumpstart the economy, open the schools. The parents can go back to work. Open the economy so businesses can thrive. We've seen the coronavirus death tolls. We can see the hospitalization and the infection rate has dropped considerably. And I think the best stimulus package for not necessarily us, because do we need it? I'm pretty sure you would say yes. I would say I'll take it. But I think it would have been better if they could just somehow manipulate the taxes of the people that needed that support. If, say, 
President Biden or President Trump or President Kamala Harris, if they're like, time out, we're going to take a 30 minute or you're going to take a 30 day break. Everybody just stay put. Don't do anything. You're not working. You're just staying in your house and they don't touch anything. They you know. And then there's just a forgiveness at the end of the year. There's the hotel or the hotels or the apartment complexes can write off that one month at the end of the year. That way, these businesses are still contributing to their taxes. They're just they're getting some of it back. And there's an actual number associated with that without just blindly saying, okay, this one is $1.9 trillion, right? Right now, there's about, and this is from the, I think, the House Budget Committee, there's over a trillion dollars from the previous stimulus that haven't been spent. So if you want to jumpstart the economy... Get more of the vaccination out to a broader segment of the population. Streamline and fix the distribution and logistics of the, the vaccination. Open up the economy. Get businesses back on their feet. And right now, there's about $3 trillion in savings mm-hmm. because Americans are saving their money because they couldn't go anywhere. So once, they, once everybody feels safe, they can, tr- they can get out, they're going to spend that. Because they want to get out and buy things. They want to do things. They want to go on vacation. So what if, and you said that this majority of this money and this new stimulus package is not going to be spent till 2022. Is that correct? Now, I'm going to get a little conspiracy theory-ish here. Is it possible that the Democrats are saving that for their Democratic cities so that when the 2022 election comes, they can just maybe angle it so that there's more blue than red? It's not a conspiracy. That's like fact, because in the coronavirus stimulus bill, $350 billion goes to the states. So okay. it goes to the states with the highest unemployment rate. Here's an example. California, New York, New Jersey, all the blue states have high unemployment because they locked their states down. So you're being punished if you have North Dakota has a very, or South Dakota has a very low unemployment rate. So they're going to get less money because they don't have high unemployment. So it's basically rewarding the fiscally irresponsible states and the fiscally irresponsible governors who locked their states down and kept them locked down since the beginning of the pandemic. All right. All right. So why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can get a hold of us, John? They can get a hold of us by going to ubaldireports at gmail.com. That's ubaldireports at gmail.com. You can catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ubaldi Reports. And if you go to Facebook, go to Ubaldi Reports group and you can catch us there. Okay. Everybody have a good day and we'll talk to you later. Yeah. Keep listening to Ubaldi Brief and we'll catch us later.